Okay, let's get into the uh, early edition of Parsha Shir for this week, Parsha B'Shalach, Tavshinai and Beis. And we'll start off with a thought from the Ituri Torah, from Yeshua Mikutna. It says in the Gemara Masecha Sota, source number one, uh, I meant to focus that the uh, the first part, but yeah, the second one is uh, we're not going to do. Feel free to do that yourself. The Gemara tells us how your Machlokas Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, what exactly happened at Kriyas Yamsuf? How your Rabbi Meir Omer, Kisha Amdu Yisrael Al Hayam. The Shvatim started fighting with each other. They were all fighting which Sheva was going to go first. That's your mayor's opinion. This is no, that's not true. That's not exactly what happened. They both, nobody, want, nobody wanted to go. They were all fighting. They said, please, you go first. So Rabbi Meir says, they were all fighting. They wanted to go first. Rabbi Yudas says, no. So what happened? As we know, the Medrash tells us, So Nachshu says, I don't need all these groups arguing. I'm going to go in. Says Rabbi Yeshua Mikutna, Maybe there's no machlokas here. Maybe they're really both agreeing, but we have to look at it in a different light. Aliba de MS ain't kan machlokas. Vechiluki deos klab and Rabbi Meir Rabbi Yehuda. Elamar machado mar machado vlo pliga. There's no machlokas. First, Rabbi Meir says what was occurring. They were each saying, "We'll go, we'll go." Ani yoreit chilo vayam. I'll go first. I'll go first. And Rabbi Yehuda says, "That's true. That's what they were saying." But lo kachayamaisa. When it came to actually doing it, when it came to the maisa. All of the promises and all of the yes, we'll do it, and all of the I'm ready, it didn't come to fruition. When they had to jump in, they all said, no, no, maybe not. Many times we're all ready. Many are ready to say we're going to do something, to promise we'll do something, to, to say yes, this. But Lamaisa, when it comes down to it, and when it's time, you know, all of a sudden we get cold feet. All of a sudden we're, we don't want to actually, actually do it. That's the Lasha, the beautiful Lasha of the Gemara. Lo Yamaisa. That wasn't the Lamaisa, even though they were saying that, but says Rabbi Yehuda, when it came down to it, uh, they didn't go in until Nakshav and Aminadav stepped up and took it upon his shoulders. Okay. That gets us started, and now we get into the beginning of the Parsha. So as we know, B'nai Yisrael are Wandering around, trying to lure Paro and the Mitzrayim. Perak Yudal. Vaidabar Hashem Moshe Leimor. Hashem says to Moshe, Daber Bnei Yisrael, Viyashuvu Viyachanu Lufnei Piachiros. Speak to Bnei Yisrael. Tell them to encamp by Piachiros. Bein Migdol Lovein Hayam. Between these two places, Lufnei Baal Tzafon, in front of Baal Tzafon. That was the only Egyptian god that was left in order to fool Paro. Nechacho Sachanu Al Hayah. So tell them, question, didn't B'nai Yisrael just follow the cloud and the fire? They were never told where to go. And yet specifically here, Hashem tells Moshe to tell them where to go. Answer Shem and Atov, a question that gets us started to build up to a few questions. Says the Shem and Atov in Chelek Dalid, 
It says in the previous Pasuk, Hashem Olech Lefeim Yomam Ba'amur Anan, the Amur Anam led them, and the Amur Eish. So why do they have to specifically get a Tzivu here? So he says because Hashem wanted to emphasize to them what is happening. Tell them to go back. Don't just have them go back. Maybe they'll realize it. You're going backwards now. You're going in circles. You're going in a way that doesn't look like you're getting anywhere and you should know it's all part of the divine plan. That is why he specifically explicated it for B'nai Yisrael at this stage. Okay, but that's background. Now ask the Shemana Tov four questions. Four questions. Question number one. Shuv bis over osa hashela hamatrida osa nikol shana. A question that bothers me every year, says Rabbi Weinberger. Shalom benitzrach neis kriyas yamsuf bichlal. This is Shabbos Shira. This is Shabbos kriyas yamsuf. What do we need that neis for? We know it was awesome. But Makas Bechoros wasn't enough. All the Makos and the amazing Lo Yachbaz Kalav Lashono, every little detail of the story. What was it about, about Kriyas Yamsuf that they still lacked? That they still didn't see the divine? Hashem could have brought them in a way that they wouldn't have chased after them and they would be finished with them. So question one, why did they bechlau need the nais? More than what happened in Mitzrayim. Number two, I didn't, the first question, they just said that they had, to find, they had to lure them and know that they were luring them into, into the desert. What's so important about that? Number three, says the Shemanatov. We know at the end of Parsha's bow are the two of the four times that it talks about tefillin in the Torah. Shema and Vahaya, the other two, but Kadesh and Vahaya at the end of bow, right before the story of Kriyas Yamsuf. Is there a connection between the mitzvahs of tefillin and Kriyas Yamsuf? Question three. And finally, the fourth question: What exactly is the new emuna that occurred at Kriyas Yamsuf? So, why they need the nace? What was the new emuna? Why were they specifically told? Because Hashem wanted them to know about it. Why was it so important for them to know about it? And what is the connection to the mitzvah of tefillin? Says Rabbi Weinberger, maybe the secret is in tefillin. That's where we'll start, and then we'll move over to Kriyas Yamsuf. Uka'es nira levayer, line 14. Dehinei, b'shnei brachos nizbarchu klal Yisrael. There are two brachos in the morning that we say that we mention Yisrael in them, in the Berchaz HaShachar. Two of them, most of them we don't. Nothing unique. None of those have are unique to Yisrael. There are two that are specifically to the Jews. One, Ozer Yisrael Bigvura. He girds us with strength. Number two, Oter Yisrael Bisifara. He crowns us with glory. Ozer Yisrael and Oter Yisrael. What are these two brachas meant to reflect and teach us? Uba Pashtus Nireh. 
Degvura koi altfilin shel yad. What is gvura? Gvura, a a strong. We know what strong means in our religion. Ezehu gibor. Gvura is reflected by the tefillin shel yad, which is near the heart, like we spoke a little bit about last week from the prisha. The shema gvura shel ezehu gibor akovish yitzro l'shabed bazet ta'avas u'machshavos libenu. As we say before, we put on our tefillin. Gvura, kovesh yitzro. To be kovesh, our heart, to channel all of our desires to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's ozer yitzro b'gvura. That's tefillin shalyad. Channeling our hearts to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Our actions, which are reflected, our hearts tell us what to do. But then there's the next level. V'yachar kach Oter Yisrael Besifara. The crown, the Oter, there's even a minute to touch the tefillin. When we say that bracha, tefillin shall touch the yarmulke also. Oter Yisrael Besifara, it's the crown. That's the tefillin shall rosh. What does that symbolize? What is that meant to inculcate us with? Shahanishama Shebemochi, im Shaarchushai Vikochosai, Kulam Yu Mushubadam Avodaso. Vahainu. What does that mean to be Mishabin my Nishama? Once I have channeled and made my actions and what I feel, the, what's in my heart, which translates into my actions, once I get that heading towards God, so then the next step is my thought process and my neshama and the intellectual connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's an action. That's the tefillin shel yad. That's gvura, symbolized by strength. And then you have oter yisol b'sefara, which is the crown, which connects to our intellect, our machshavis, our neshamas. That's tefillin shel yad and the tefillin shel rose, the mishabed, both halves of our avoda. Says the Shem Tov, maybe now we could get back to Yitzias Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf. Why? What's the connection? V'zeo kol inyan shal Kriyas Yamsuf. Dilach ora. Achar neisti Yitzias Mitzrayim. Diyasu midei melech kasha, medina kasha. V'nasu chavshiyim. As we know, we left a terrible servitude. We left an evil king, an evil land. We're free. Mikomakom. Adayin hayimenakir b'mocham hahirur. It's possible that on the way out... B'nai Yisrael might have thought to themselves, thank God we're out. But who put us in in the first place? Why do we have to be here in the first place? Yes, they were physically, their, their bodies weren't Meshubit anymore. They were free. But maybe there would still be some questions. Maybe they'll be still be wondering in their machshavos. Their machshavos wouldn't be completely to horos. Shomahir v'ichu b'kolosom redushana b'kolos amar. What did they profit? What did they gain from the 210 years in the Galus? What do we need it for? Right? You put us into Mitzrayim. Of course you had to take us out of Mitzrayim. Hashem says, I'm going to be with you. But when they left Mitzrayim, they couldn't and didn't realize that it was all part of the divine plan on an intellectual level and realized that it was all for their benefit. They realized, thank God we're free. Oh, it's amazing. It's wonderful. That's the, the moment of elation that they had was the happiness of the moment. But when they start thinking a little bit deeper about it, 
why do we have to be in here in the first place? We're happy that we're free, but they didn't realize the larger scheme of things. Says the Atov, that was Kriyas Yamsuf. Kriyas Yamsuf was such a, such a revelation, a divine revelation. Everything was clear. The entire system of the world, they realized HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uz, top line, Partsu Bashira, Vigila Rasashiv Khalayam, they all reached the level of Navua. The level of Navua, everything is crystal clear. We realize that Baruch's plan for everything. They not only realized that they're at, they, they were now physically free, which is related to action, which is related to Tfil and Shalyad, but they realized on an intellectual level. The nevuah that they realized, like the Rambam writes, the highest level of Chachma is a natural state of nevuah. We get there. The highest level. That's what they reached at Kriyas Yamsuf. Hischilu lahavin l'mafreya. That's when they realized that the whole story, the whole Shibud and Golas in the first place was needed to purify, to have the Kur HaBarzel for the Jewish people to be created. To call Mashenasa lahem ayahakol hachana at that moment, they can look back and they can realize it was all. And that's why Kriyas Yamsa was needed. And that's the connection to Tzvil and Shalrosh. And that's why Hashem Dafka wanted them to focus. Look what I'm doing now. You're going backwards. I'm leading them out because there's still something that you need to understand. There's still something that you have to internalize even with all of the other Makos. You don't maybe see the whole divine uh, hand behind the picture. That is what I need. It's all for future generations. It's all for past and future. That's the Az Yashir Moshe. Yashir Rashi says, It's future tense. Because at that moment they realized, they saw the whole history in front of them of Bnei Yisrael and it all fit in perfectly and made sense to them and that is what they accepted and that was the special emunah that they finally had. Vayaminu Bashem Moshe Avda. That is all Kriyas Yams. Next Pasuk. Very next Pasuk. So Hashem tells them to go to Biachiros and then Paro says and Paro overhears guess he had some spies he checked his. Uh, he checked the BlackBerry. He saw Vomer Paro Levnei Yisrael. Paro sees. He sees on on Google Maps where they're going. And Vomer Paro Levnei Yisrael. Nevuchemim Baretz. Ah, they're lost. Sagar Aleim Habidbar. They're enclosed in the desert. Vachizaktiyas leiparo v'radaf acharehem. And Paro's coming. Let's read that passage again. V'amar Paro Levnei Yisrael. Nevuchemim Baretz. How do we translate that? Literally, Paro said to B'nai Yisrael, Nevuchim Hebaretz. B'nai Yisrael weren't there anymore. But where Paro lived Yisrael? So if you look at Onkelis, Onkelis is obviously bothered by that, and he changes the law, or lit doesn't mean two in this context. Onkelis says, V'yemar Paro al B'nai Yisrael. About. Paro said to whomever, he said to his servants, about B'nai Yisrael. L'b'nai Yisrael. Rashi also says that. L'b'nai Yisrael. Al B'nai Yisrael, v'chein Hashem yilachem lachem, alechem, imri li achihu, imri alai. 
So Rashi goes a few times that Lamed can mean about. For Yisrael. But if the Yuklan, the Targum Yonasan ben Uziel, and the Maral Diskin quotes it in source number four, he says, no, it's literal. It's Libne Yisrael. Amazingly, there were two Jews left in Mitzrayim. There were two Jews that didn't leave. Dasan and Aviram. V'amar v'yomer paru l'dasan v'aviram de'ishtayru ba'ara de'mitzrayim. Amazing, Yonatan ben Uziel. Dasan and Aviram didn't leave. Nira de'kavadas ol l'faresh l'b'nei Yisrael. D'lokam a'farish m'al'b'nei Yisrael. El ha'kipshuto. It's literally b'nei Yisrael. El b'nei Yisrael. That's Dasan and Aviram. Wonderful. Fits in, fits in perfectly to the words of the Pasuk. The problem is, what were they doing there? What were they doing there? And we know, we know what happened to Jews that didn't want to leave Egypt. We already know that from last week's parsha. If they don't want to go out, Why didn't they die during Choshech? Like the other four-fifths of the Jewish people. Think about it. It's unbelievable. Four-fifths of the nation didn't leave. Shalorotzu lotzeis. Umeisu b'yameachoshech l'mitzrayim. And they died during Choshech. So why did Dazen and Aviram? They were the Rishayim. The super Rishayim. They were known. Right? Omdim. Nitzavim. Kedisa b'medrash parashas bo. Choshech l'amahevi alayin. What was one of the reasons for Choshech? L'fisha yiposhim b'yisrael. Kedisha l'yirotzum lotzeis. Akadosh Baruch Hu says... I'm going to bring Choshech's sake to die. Why did Dustin and Avirim die? Says the Maral Diskin. Another Medrash. The Nero Liyashev Api Divriya Medrash Parsha Shmos. Dimashma. How did Dustin and Avirim know that Moshe killed the Mitzri? They were the ones. They had, they had serious Midos faults. That is for sure. We know that. In the past, in the future. But they had one schus. They had one schus. Dasan Aviram Hayu Bena Shotrim Shamasur Atzman al Yisrael. They were the shot they were two of the Shotrim that we know took a beating so that the rest of the Jews wouldn't take a beating. And when they said, Where are the bricks? Where's the same number, even though you don't get the straw, they were the ones that took the beating. That's what that's what they were doing out there. They were outside, they saw Moshe Rabbeinu. They were there they, they hated Moshe. They did hate Moshe. Said, I'm not leaving with him. No way I'm going out with Moshe and Aaron, even though Marcus Pacharos. But they didn't die in Choshech either because they had a schus. The Savlu Makos, they suffered. They took, they took the Maka, the staffs of the Mitzrayim to save other Jews. They were, they were getting hit by Shotim Achim, Shemasur Atzman, the Savul Makos, Vayuku, Rashi quoted earlier, Vayuku Shotim Bnei Yisrael, right? They were Zoche. So therefore they had a schus. So that's why they didn't die in Makas Choshech. Line 33, Bekal Zos HaSchus HaZu, Ow, Masha Yemosrim Nasham, the Savul Yisuri HaGuf, Kedil HaKel HaVodim Ebenei Yisrael, they didn't die during Gimel Yimei Afela. They didn't, though, go out with Moshe because they weren't interested. But Paro knows about these guys. He knows the Yama Paro of Yisrael. 
He says to Dasan and Aviram, next column, line 12, Ef Shalomar, Sheha Amira Shalparlo, Dasan Aviram, Hayarak Litachlis, Sheyasu Ritsono, Sheyelchul the fun of the Machna Yisrova Hasis Oso, Sheyashiv the Mitzrayim, come with me, let's get him back. I know you guys have, have tremendous Koach Hadibur. I know Moshe doesn't have such great Koach Hadibur. Come on, let's, let's convince them to come back. Venera Shekain Asu. And they did, suggest the Maral Diskin. Paru took Dosan and Aviram with him into the desert because later on, they're back with the Jews. They're back with the, they, they must have, I don't know, the, the, the cloud and the fire made room for them to get in. And they went in and all of a sudden, What happened? Where did this come from? They're complaining. We want to go back to Mitzrayim. It was Dosan and Aviram. They were the instigators. Like the Medrash says, Shnei Anashim Ivrim Nitzim. It's always them. They're causing the problems. They're the ones later on, Nitzar Rosh Mitzrayim Mitzrayma, throughout the story. They are trying to undermine Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu's authority. Started at the beginning, beginning of the, of the, of the whole story in Mitzrayim. But Paro took them. But Amar Paro Yisrael. A whole different appreciation of the Pasik. He said, Doesn't have I'm come, let's go. Follow me. You're gonna help me bring them back to Mitzrayim. But, as we know, they didn't go out with Moshe. And maybe he suggests they did a little chuva at the end for a little bit at Kriyas Yamsuf. But that's just a ha'ara of the Maral Diskin. Libane Yisrael is taken literally by the Targum Yonas and Menuzil. Okay. Now we get to a could be life-altering Arachayim HaKadosh. Let's see this Arachayim and try to internalize what he says. We have to just kiss Aluach, where the Reb Levi Yitzchak, or I think it's the Kedushas Levi, or, or one of the Chazid Rebbe says, Kasvim Aluach Libecha. To write it, what do you mean, Kasvim Aluach Libecha? Biluach Libecha. In your heart, Aluach Libecha. This is something that has to stay on our heart. It has to stay on our heart. If it doesn't go in right away, it's got to stay there and it'll fall in Fall in uh, at some point. Says the Torah. Perek Yudalid. A couple of psukim later. They're at the Yamsuf. And they have the Egyptians hot on their trail. And they have the Yam. And there's nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. But Yomer Moshe El Ha'am Al Tiro. Moshe says, Don't be scared. His Yatsvu Uru Hashem. It's going to be unbelievable, says Moshe. Just stand and watch. You will never see Mitzrayim again. Hashem, 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 sit back. Sit back and relax, my Jews. Sit back and relax. So Moshe says, relax. Next Pasuk. So Moshe turns to Hashem. Okay, God. Take, take it away. I just got them, uh, got them all psyched. It's Yatsur Yeshua Hashem. So, next Pasuk. Vayomer Hashem al Moshe. Matitzakilai. Daber al Bnei Yisro. Bnei Yisro. So, what just happened? Moshe says to the Bnei Yisro, don't worry, Hashem is going to take care of it. You don't worry, it's going to be good. Hashem, okay, you know, take it away. Moshe, what are you looking at me for? Tell him to keep going. <laughs> what is going on here? Where are they supposed to go? What are you screaming at me for? What does that mean, Matitzakilai? 
Right? Harem is matcha. Look at the Archaim HaKadosh. Matitzakilai. Kashe. Ulumul mi yitzak im lo lashem elokav. What are you crying to me for? Who else are they supposed to cry to? Uviprat be'esara. What else does a Jew do at a time of tsaris? They turn to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Davin. Moshe turns to Hashem. What are you looking at me for? What are we supposed to be looking at? Is there another savior that we're supposed to be looking at? The Imlet Sacha here below his palel. He's davening a lot. Halo kolot shalonene mehaone batzar lo lo yaref mitfila. We can't stop. We can't stop davening. We never stop davening. So why is Hashem telling him to stop davening? Matitzakilai, why are you crying to me? Imagine how Moshe Rabbeinu feels. Od ro'ekinis kablet filosof, armalo Hashem, harim esbatcha. Even look at the next basic. It seems like Hashem did listen to this feel. Stop davening to me. Now pick up your stick and split the sea. Imkain kablan ezesh, armar matitzakilai, so why do you say don't cry to me? Od kasha. Amru Dabel Bene Yisrael Viso Lahechan Yiso Imrodef Meachar Vahayam Lufneim. What is Hashem trying to tell Moshe? Don't da- don't dive to me. Just go. Where are they supposed to go? Viso. How do you understand the pasuk shot of the psukim? Vimakavana Achar Sheyifka Hayam. And if Hashem meant to say go, well, let me split the sea first, and then you're going to go. And the psukim are out of order. First say Moshe, split the sea, and now go. But it doesn't say that. Says the Arachai. He quotes a Medrash. We know the Medrash. The Malachim were fighting with amongst themselves in heaven at the moment of Kriyas Yamsuf. What do the Jews? De- what, why do these Jews deserve anything? They were also of the Avodah in Mitzrayim. They also were on the 49th level of Tumah. Why did they deserve it? What's the chuyot? They didn't have any mitzvahs. Okay, you gave them great Pesach and Mila. But what other mitzvahs do they have? V'davar yadua ki koach harachamim humaisim tovim asher yase haadam lamata yosifu koach b'midas harachamim ula hefech. This chesed, we were trying to to get the rachamim to work, but it wasn't working. We were it was a time of din for Klai Yisrael at the moment. Hashem saw that midas hadin, whatever that means, that the system that He set up in the world, with din and rachamim, and the din is overpowering at that moment. And Hashem saw that. Hashem wanted to save the Jews. But they didn't have the maizim. They were fighting with each other, as we know. Hashem says to Moshe, Unbelievable. Why are you crying? Why are you davening to me? Matitzak Eli. Pirish? Ki ein hadavar talui biyadi. It's not up to me, says Hashem. I can't help you. So I'm not going to say, who's supposed to help? Hagam shani chafetz. Asos. I want to help. Asos neis. 
is not letting me. Kaviyachal Hashem says, my hands are tied. There's nothing for me to do. So what's there to do? What's there to do? You're going to dive it to me? Hashem says, but I can't change it. Sorry. So what can we do? What does that mean? Pirish. There's one thing that works even when sometimes tefillah doesn't work. If Bnei Yisrael, if you strengthen yourself in Emuna Ubitachon, that that deepening of Emuna could overpower even where Midas Hadin is prevalent and overpowering Emuna, deepening our Emuna. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you are in charge. That itself could bring the nace. Viata, once Tabarimiso, Nachshon jumps in. Okay. Now you, you unshackled me, Kaviyachal, Kaddish Baruch says, now I'm ready. There are some times, says the Archaim, that even tfil, we have to daven and daven and daven and daven. But we also have to be machazik ourselves in the emuna. Kaddish Baruch you're going to save us. Kaddish Baruch what you do, you're in charge. We're going into the water. We're going in. Harim et ba'at chapirsh be'em so'az ha'maysa ha'tov na'asa lehem neis. Ve'hemuna ha'laz l'hachricham l'tovah. Ephraim Waxman likes to quote this Medr- this uh, Arachayim HaKadosh. I didn't hear him put him together with this, but I heard a different shear that he gave. I think you can put the two points together. Chovas HaLavavos, source number six, in Shar HaBitachon. In the beginning of Shar HaBitachon, he has a psicha, where he talks about Bitachon, and there he says, one of the prophets, one of the toalios of Bitachon is, says the... Our, says the Chovas uh, again, one of the major, if not the major work on, on Emuna in the world of the Rishonim. The Rishonim must study Chovas Halavavos. Let's read it. Mayhem line four. What does a Baal Bitachon get? Mayhem Menuchas Nafsho Ubitchonu Alokav Yisbarach. Menuchas Hanefesh and Bitachon on Hashem. Kemosha HaEved Chayev Liftoach Aladonav. Like an Eved is Somech on his master. Mipnei Sheimeinenu Boteach Beilokim. Boteach Bezulaso. We all trust in something in life. If we're not trusting in God, we're trusting in something else. Whether it's money, whether it's politics, whether it's this person and that person in ourselves. We partake in something. And if it's not a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so then it's something else. Umi, and here's the key line. Umi shopoteach bezulas Hashem, meser ha'elokim hashkachaso me'alav. If somebody lacks bitachon, Hashem removes himself. No bitachon, hashkacha is removed. Umeniach otobian mishe batachalav. You trust in that so much? Okay. I'll... Let let that item, let that person, let them let them do what they need to do. I'm out of here. Answer for Ephraim Waxman. Is this like an onesh? If somebody doesn't have a muna, Hashem says I'm leaving you. Oh, no bitachon, okay, no ashkacha. He says no, it's not an onesh. 
He says, and this is going to fit in beautifully to the Arachayim HaKadosh, he says the word emuna. he said, quoted from some sources, certain sources, Emun is from the Pasuk Asher Yisa HaOmein Hayonik, a nursing mother. An Omein is a wet nurse. Kasher Yisa Omein Hayonik. What's Emuna? Emuna means total dependence on a Kaddish Baruch Hu, like a baby has for a mother. A baby eats and nurses from a mother? That's it! I have everything I need! After a baby finishes nursing, am I worried about the next meal? My, what's going to be tomorrow? What's going to be in the future? No! This is it! That's a munak. But it's one step deeper, and that is the more that a baby nurses, the more milk a mother has. And when a baby stops nursing, so the mother's milk dries up. It's just part of the system. It's not a punishment. The baby doesn't nurse for a couple of days. The mother milk's going to dry up. That's, that's, that's the system of nursing, of Hanaka. That's emuna. The more we have emuna, that we're omen, that we deepen and connect and suckle from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more we have emuna, the more hashkacha there is. That's the system that was set up. It's not a punishment. The second we, we, we don't nurse, the second we don't have that emuna, Kasher Yisah HaOmein, Hashkach is removed. Yusar Hashkachaso Mimenu, says the Chobot Salavavos, Umeiniech Osobi Abishabatach Alav. That's just the system. That's what happened at Yamsuf. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, we were in Midas Hadin, even Tefillah was having trouble working. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, dive in. Emuna, because the more emuna, I'll give you a nace. There's more hashkacha. That's that's what emuna is, and that's what happened at Yamsuf, and something that we don't always focus on, right? So thinking about Anochi Hashem Alokecha and realizing everything. Kadosh Baruch who's in charge of every little thing in my life. We got to talk about it a little bit in Dafyomi today, yesterday, with the Gemara in Arachin talks about Yisurin. Every little thing that happens to us is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You take a little, take two coins out of your pocket instead of three coins. I stub my toe. I put my shirt on backwards. Everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we have to devote time to it. Because the more emuna, kasher yisa omen es ayonech, the more emuna, the more hashkach. Okay. Moving right along. I'm going to talk a little bit about us. Yashir. Perak Yudalid, Pasachav Gimel. Almost does Yashir. Mitzrayim are chasing after B'nai Yisrael. Vayir defu Mitzrayim, vayabo achareim, kolsus, paro, rachbo, rachbo, farashav. Mitzrayim are chasing and running all the horses of paro. El tochayam. They go into the yam. Rashi notes, kol, sus, paro. Wasn't there more than one? Susim. Kol sus paro, Rashi says, v'chisus echad haya, with only one sus, magid, she'ein kulam chashufin l'fnei ha'makom, ele kisus echad. No, they were all like one horse. Wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't like too many horses. Mitzad HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it could all be looked at as, as one horse. Interesting, I saw, and we'll see who makes this connection in a minute, look for a moment at another Rashi, a parak later. Rashi also says, Perak Tezvav Pasik Hey. Tahomos Yechasyumu, the depths will cover them. Yardu Bimsolos Kamo Oven. 
They'll go down like stones. That's what the Pazik says. Rashi. We know the Rashi. Another Pazik says they go down like lead. This Pazik says they go down like stone. Another Pazik says they go down like lead. They're like straw. Why? Because every Egyptian got a specially, perfectly designed punishment plan. Right? Specifically tailored just for you with a stamp of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? How, how torturous were you? Harishoim Kakash. The really wicked ones, they were like straw. Up and down and they were tortured. Holchim umeturafin olin v'yordin. Beinonim ke'even. The medium ones were like stones. Vakshirim the kosher rishayim. They were still rishayim. They were drowning. The kosher rishayim, the best of the worst, were like lead. Shenachum they went straight down. Fascinating. Says of Simcha Broidi, the former Rosh Hashiva of, of Hebron, in his sefer, it came out recently, Sam Derech. It's the name of his uh, set of svarim on Chumash. When it comes to the horse, it's all one horse. When it comes to the Egyptians, they're all separate. They're all different. Torah Amuka, source number seven. Lamad Am Yisrael, B'parshas Kriyas Yamsuf, we learn at Yisod Gadol, one of the tenets of our faith and of our emuna. It connects to the previous vart. There is hashgacha both on people and on animals, but they are very different. In Bnei Adam, Kalachad ve'echad mushgach bipratut v'nidona kol pratu prat. A person hashgacha pratis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a specific relationship and watching over every single person in the world. And you'll learn from here, even non-Jews. Also, Jew and non-Jew. Like the Gemara says in Chulin, A person doesn't bang their finger, move their finger. Obviously, there's Bechir Chavshis. But in terms of what happens to a person, Unless it's decreed above. And every mitzvah, you think the Egyptians, okay, they're going to be, they're going to drown. They're all going to drown. No, no, no. This mitzvah is going to drown in the way that he deserves. And this mitzvah is going to drown in the way that he deserves. Every single mitzvah. And Paro is going to have to wait and watch his dynasty drown in front of him until the last person. Everyone is unique. Everyone is, is, has their own package. Ukemochain line twelve. Call Mitzri Nixarim Suso Beishetava Bayam. Ruan Sheinzu Ashkacha Klolis. Ela Kol Yachin Biyachin Nitam Ashkacha Nefredet. But when it comes to the horses, Sus Echad. What's that hinting to us? They're all horses. When it comes to animals, it's the species. It's not the individual. Vuli Matanu Atoraki Kolkach Makifa Hoysa Ashkacha Venefredes Shebesocha Klal Shaholach Mosochayam Bayabasha Lo Batares Klal Nidono. They were all drowned. But not all together. Everyone separately, their own package. It's as if Hashem was taking their hand and saying, this is how you're going to drown, this is how you're going to drown for all the Jewish babies that you threw into the river. This is what's going to happen to you. In contrast, 
Kula Mufanov Kesus Echad. They're all one sus. They're all like one horse. This was all done in front of the eyes of Bnei Yisrael. Again, this was the beginning of the nation. They needed to understand this on their way to becoming of the Hashem. Calls it Nasa at the end, Le'enei Bnei Yisrael. And maybe it fits into the, the Medrash that the, the, the Yam spit out the Mitzrayim. Maybe they were able to tell from the Mitzrayim, like how each of them died of the special Ashkacha Pratis. To crystallize this for them. Like the Ramban says, It wasn't only to teach the Egyptians, but it was to teach us. Same exact idea about Hashkacha is suggested by the Sefer Hachinuch. Rav Simcha's Broide is from the Achronim, recent uh, contemporary, but the Sefer Hachinuch already says this. Sefer Hachinuch in the mitzvah of Saraas. When he talks about Saraas, Saraas, Begadim Saraas, on a houses, Saraas, in that context, he talks all about Hashkacha. Let's read a few lines of the Sefer Hachinuch. We did this in Mitzvah Shir a couple of months ago. Line 17. V'kol inyan haskerim elu yore hashkachaso barachu al kol darchei ha'adam achas la'echas. And all the haskerim were, uh, reflect HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hashkacha on man. U'lefisha ha'deus rabos bashkachas akel akol brua. Because there are many opinions about hashkacha in the world. How does God rule? Yeah, we, we all believe that Hashem rules the world and He's involved, but how? There are many mitzvahs and many psukim that try to teach us this message of Ashkacha. Because says the Chinuch, there are various people out there and groups of people that believe in different things. There are some people out there that think some think, says the Chinuch, incorrectly in his view, that Hashem cares about every butterfly. And Hashem cares about every mosquito and every tiger and every zebra. Every single one has a direct line to God. Some people think that. The Yeshbehen, Kitot, Yachshavu, and there are other groups that think, Ki Hashem Barachu, Al Kol Ha'olam, Bein Shadvarim. And others think, that everything is the everything is exactly under the microscope of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Klomar shelo yisno eyad dover echad katabala mazerak v'chefso. Not only people, not only animals, even inanimate objects have ashkacha to an extreme. Asher yachshivu ki b'nefol ale echad min ha'ilan who gazal sheipol. If a leaf falls down from the tree, God Hashem wanted that leaf to fall down. Says the Chinuch, I don't agree to that either. The Hashem, Hashem set up a system of nature. The efshar she is achero yiktam zvan if you lost a filu rega. The zed das rachok harbe menasechel. I don't. The chinuch's like I don't think that's kfira, but it's very hard to imagine that that's hashgacha. That Hashem cares about every branch that happens to break off from a, from a tree during a right the, during the wind. The yesh kitos roos. Now he says roos. Right, the first two were just kitos. Now he says there are kitos ra'os. Yachshavu shalo yasem ashkachas varazu klabachon yolam ashafel. And there was the thing that God's not in charge. He's not a mashkiach. Bein ba'anashim obashar ba'alechayim. V'udas hakofrim ravamar. And that's the belief of the heretics. V'anachnu ba'alehadas ha'amitas. But then we get to our beliefs. We are the true 
Baalei Das, Lafi Masha Shamati, Nasim, Hashkachaso, Barachu, Al Komine Baalei Chaim Bechlau. When it comes to animals and it comes to species, Hashem is about worrying about the species. Klomar, Shekol Min Min Aminim and Evram Ba'olam, every type that was created, Yiskayem Olam will always exist. Lo Yichle Yovad Kulo, a species will never become extinct. Hashem will control it. Aye, we might say we know species that got extinct. We know this animal is on the right the endangered species list. We do we know how to categorize? Kodesh has his own categorization of animals. What's in the same category? So there might be a certain animal that we think are, is extinct. First of all, maybe somewhere in the world it's, it exists. And even if not, maybe there's another war, maybe another animal in its category. Misada Kodesh that exists. We have no idea. So that's what we believe, that the species are covered by God. And when it comes to man, specific. Hashkacha pratis on each person. Vehu hamaven el kol maasehem vechen kibalnu mi gidolenu. And that's what the context he says is mitzorah. Saras is about. Saras is about hashkacha pratis. But we even see that now we say as yashir every day. Sus sus is only one. But to homos yechasumu yordosos kama oven and and kakash and and oferes hashkacha pratis. Okay. Moving right along. It's a lot of parsha b'shalach. Okay, we have Perek Tezayin after the Shira. Miriam saying, "Bnei Yisrael, come!" and they're thirsty. Mara, the mitzvahs of Mara. Perek Tezayin now. They go from Elim and they come to Midbar Sin between Elim and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month. They complain. It's amazing how often they say, we wish we were back in Egypt. I mean, it's just uh, recreate, rewriting history. They forgot. They don't realize. They don't remember. It's just Unbelievable. I'm not saying we would have been better, but uh, we're just, it's just uh, an amazing occurrence. We had plenty of bread, matzah. We always had what to eat. Yeah, we were getting killed. We were getting babies thrown in, and, but we had what to eat. Moshe okay. I'm ready. I'm going to give them bread. I'm going to give them the man. Day six, they will prepare what they brought. It'll be double. Friday will be double. This puzzle is a source for Lecha Mishnah. As we know, the man fell twice. Moshe and I went to B'nai Yisrael and says, you will know that Hashem brought you out, and in the morning you'll know. So they got the slav, they got the, the man, the chul. Let's focus for a few moments on this pasik pasik hey, the hayabayam ashishi veheichinu eis asher yaviu. This is one of the sources in the Torah and in Tanakh for getting ready for Shabbos. Hachonis l'Shabbos, the heichinu eis asher yaviu. Let's talk about it on a physical, in the physical realm, and in the spiritual realm. 
First, one short thought in the physical realm. Says the Chavetz Chaim. This is not in the Chavetz Chaim al Torah. This is in Likute Chavetz Chaim, which is a compilation, two volumes from his other Svarim. This is from Shem Olam. You see in source number nine. He says, we each, each of us, have to make sure to be physically involved in Shabbos preparations. Physically. That's the mitzvah. Bifrat biyom shishi vaday mitzvah gedololish tadalahok and zarchi Shabbos. They will prepare. Like the Gemara says, even if somebody has many servants, you should do it. Like the Gemara says, you have to do it. And we should think. We all know, think back to those Shabbosim that we had very special guests coming. And we, we were ready early when those special guests were there. Or we were going crazy to make sure everything was ready. We would have left dishes in the sink. We were, that's what we do. Rapinka says. Rapinka says, how can you leave dishes in the sink going at the Shabbos? He says, the Shabbos mark is coming. Right, they're gonna, she's going to walk into the kitchen. Right, how could they have that with these sink? There'd be dishes. Right, it's, do the parsha, do the parsha on Shabbos. Halavai, we should have time to do the parsha on of Shabbos. Making it up. Imagine if we were having the Godel Ador, the greatest Rosh Hashiva, coming to our house for Shabbos. Everything. All those piles of papers that we always look at and like dream of having time to go through them, we would do it. You know, because we do it on those weeks, once every three months, that, that somebody special comes. And we don't want to, it's embarrassing to have that. And I wouldn't think of it in anything negative by working. He's coming to me? I'll work hard. That's fine. So in the physical realm, we have to realize, right, what, what Shabbos? And he says, this time of year, especially the short Fridays. Got to make sure to start early. Got to make sure to be physically involved. To be physically involved. One has the hazard to start Thursday night. One is allowed to start Thursday night. You know, some say, oh, they go to, not so much here, but in Chutzlaretz, you go to work, they get home right before Shabbos. So set up the candles Friday, Thursday night. I give you the hazard. Right, that's, uh, it's okay. You can even set the table Thursday night if you really want to. But anyway, so that's in the physical realm. But now let's talk in the spiritual realm. Very special thought that Reb Nevenzal tells us. Seemingly taking something out of left field, but then he brings it home, Kedarka Bakodesh. Nevenzal points out that we know there's a Parsha of Shomrim and Parsha's Mishpatim. Different types of Shomrim. Shomer Chinam, Shomer that, uh, that works for free, Shomer Sachar, Shoel, Socher, all different types of Shomrim. Wonderful. There's one thing that all Shomer Merchaya for. Pshia. Negligence. Every Shomer is Chaya for even a Shomer Chinam, the lowest level, he does it for free, even a Shomer Chinam is Chaya for Pshia. Negligence. Why? Why is a Shomer Chinam Chaya for Pshia? So I was negligent. So I left the gate open and I let your animal go out. But what did I do? It was indirect. So I was negligent. So the halacha says, and this is the famous formulation of the Rambam, you have it on line 13, kol ha-posheya maziku. 
Posheya Kamazik, that's the Ramam's formulation. If somebody is negligent, that's called Mazik. What does that mean? It means that if I am not your Shomer, I'm not your Shomer, I'm just somebody, and I'm Posheya. Let's say I go and, I don't know, I go, my boy, something of mine went into your backyard. So I go in, and then I happen to leave your yard door open, and your animal leaves. So I was Posheya, but I'm not, I'm not your Shomer. So I'm not, I'm not Chayyah, that's Grama Benizakin. I'm not chayev for that, but if I'm your shomer and you're relying on me, and then I'm posheya, that's where halacha says posheya kamazik. A shomer's pshia is mazik, because the person, the owner, is relying on the on the uh, on the shomer. Point number one. Point number two. Point number two says. Rev Nevenzal, turning over now. We're not going to read the whole thing inside to save time. Point number two. If there is pshia in any type of case, there's negligence in a certain type of case, does it matter whether something happens in the end or not from the vantage point of my negligence? For example, I left your door open and your animal goes out and then it goes back in. That's one case. Let's say your animal goes out and gets hit by a car and dies. From the vantage point of the pshia, the negligence, there was no difference between whether something happened or not. It's just that, you know, one case I had bad luck, and one case I didn't have bad luck. But regarding the pshia, it's the same thing. He gives an example. He gives an example. He says, let's take a case of two people next to each other are lowering pails from their roof. Their lower pails from their roof. And both of them at the same moment lose the grip and their pail falls down. And one of them fell down on somebody, Rahman al-Islam, and killed them. Bishogeg. And the other one fell on the ground. So what happens? Mr. Number One, who had fell on the guy, his life has changed forever. He runs to an ear miklat. He runs there. He has to wait till the Kohen Gadol dies. It could be 60 years. His kids have to, have to, have to come visit him. He can't leave the Yermiklot. His life has changed forever. What about the other guy? Nothing! He's like, oh, whew, that was close. Nothing! Mitzad the Pshia, there's no difference. They're both Posheya. They both were somewhat negligent. Shogay, Posheya, whatever it is, it's just that one had results, and one didn't. But regarding the Pshia, it was the same thing. That's all background. We are all Shomer Shabbos. We all guard Shabbos. What does it mean to guard Shabbos? We guard Shabbos, right? Shalom Lechalelota. Not to be Mechalelit. How do we guard Shabbos not to be Mechalelit? Step number one, says Reb Nevenzal, is to learn the halachas of Shabbos. To learn Hilcha Shabbos. If we don't learn Hilcha Shabbos, that's a pshia. Posheya kemazik. We're Shomer Shabbos. We're going to go in blind? No. Says the Reb Nevenzal. He quotes the Mishnah Bruin as Akdama Techela He says it's impossible. We can love Shabbos all we want. We can learn all the Muslim Swarm about Shabbos. If we don't study Yilcha Shabbos, we're going to be Posheya. So one might say, says Reb Nevenzal to himself, and this is now in the last paragraph, but, but I'm not going to violate. It's okay, nothing will happen. And let's say nothing happened. Let's say he wasn't Machalel. 
But we just said, mitzad de pshia, it doesn't make a difference whether there was actual damage that occurred or not. It's the same negligent act. And therefore, says of Nevenzal, how do we prepare for Shabbos? We have to devote ourselves and make sure, each in our own way, to study Hilcha Shabbos and to make sure that every seven days, yes, we put in a lot of time for Shofar and Megillah and, and all the other halachas. But what about Shabbos? What about Shabbos? So we have the Chavetz Chaim physically getting ready for Shabbos and we have Rav Nevenzal spiritually getting ready for Shabbos. Okay. One more thought, and then one more quickie. One more thought based on the Maftir. Based on the Maftir. Maftir tells us, we'll see, maybe we'll just say this uh, this thought. Maftir, as we know, is the laning for Purim, the last Noam Sukkim of the Parsha, is the Parsha of Amalek. And after the Parsha of Amalek uh, occurs, and Yoshua defeats Amalek, the Pesach says, right by Maftir, Write this Zecher in a Sefer and put it in the ears of Yoshua. I will destroy the Zecher of Amalek. If you look in the Gemara, Meseches Megillah, Source 13, beginning of the Source, Megillah Dav Zayin, this Pasuk is the source for Tanakh. Ksov Zos Zikaron Basefer. Zos is Torah. Zikaron is Nevi'im. Sefer is Ksuvim. That's what the Gemara says in Megillah. That's the source for Tanakh. Explains Rav Shechter in his Sefer, Big Feyatzon, why does Zos mean Torah and Zikaron mean Navi and Ksuvim from Sefer? How do you get each of them? So he says beautifully. Turn to the bottom line. Tanach. Okay, here we go. 14. Dirak, first point. How does Zos mean Torah? So he doesn't quote it, but you can listen to Parsha's year from last summer, I think, or two summers ago. Parsha's Matos. I think it was two summers ago. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky for Parsha's Matos. Rabbi Shechtel is going to say the same point right here. Only Moshe Rabbeinu had the level of Nevuah of clarity of vision. We know all the other Nevi'im saw in riddle form. They saw when they were not conscious. They saw... Visions. Moshe Rabbeinu was pal pal dabrabo. It was clarity. He was the only Navi that said Zeh. Zeh adavar shasiv Hashem. The positive at the beginning of Matos. Zeh reflects Torah's Moshe. That's why. So Zos. Zos is as if you could point to it. Clarity. Zos means Torah. Benigel v'nevuah shara nevi'im shayzerak mevichinas koamar Hashem. All the other nevi'im were ko. So said God. But Moshe is Zeh. That's the Zos. How Zos means Torah. Number one. Next, Zikaron Basefer. How does Zikaron mean Navi and Sefer mean Ksuvim? The Hine line seven says of Shechter, Shebein Nevi'im Luksuvim Kazav Aramam Sefer and Ravuchim. The Rambam writes that Sifrei Nevuah Nitnu Badarga Yoser Gavoah Shaluach Hakodesh. The Rambam says that Nevuah Sifrei Nevi'im were on a higher level of Ruach Hakodesh. Reb Chaim thought a different point. Reb Chaim said no. Line eleven. Ella Haven. Reb Chaim says no. They weren't on a different level. What Daniel and Ezra and Nehemiah were on different levels of Nevuah. 
Right? In Shira Shirim and the Megillus, we're in a different lower level of Nevuah. No, Rav Chaim's the same level of Nevuah. But there was a different purpose to the Sfarim. It says, Sifrei Nevuah nitznu milachatchila almanas lehe amer laacherim. A Navi, a Sefer of Navi was originally given to the Navi to say over something to the Jewish people. That's what Navu, that's what a Navi is. That's why they're called Naviim for the word Niv Svatayim, the utterance of one's lips. That's a Navi. Sifrei Nevuah were given over to say. Masha'enkin suvim were nitnu lechadchila, not to say, but likasev. That's why they're called ksuvim, because their entire mahus and purpose was to be written in order to be read, not to be said directly to, to Klal Yisrael. So he says, if that's Nevi'im and Ksuvim, now we understand, Ksov Zos Zikaron. What Zikaron? Zikaron, many times in the Torah you have Zachor. Zachor, Zikaron Shabbos, means Lahaskir, to mention it, to say it. It's Lahaskir. To say it. Zikaron is to say, that's Nevi'im, Nivsvatayim. Mashaykin Ksuvim. What's the difference? Ksuvim is given over to be written. That's Sefer. So if those go by Sefer, what do you mean? Navi is also a Sefer. No, no, no. This is given. Nitan, its ultimate original purpose is to be a Sefer. Is not to be uh, given over by word of mouth. Balpeh. So this is Rav Shechtu's explaining the Chazal. The source of Tanakh comes of Ksov, Zosikar, by Sefer. Zos is Torah because that's Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu. That's clarity. That's Zos. And then we have Neviim and Ksuvim. Neviim from learned out from the word Zikaron, Lahaskir, and Ksuvim learned out from the word Sefer. Okay, I think we'll stop here. Uh, we will continue. Next time we'll get back to next Wednesday we'll pick up. Everybody remember that Archaim HaKadosh. Archaim HaKadosh and Rabbi Waxman's extension of Kasher Yisah HaOmein Esayonik. Okay, we'll stop.